in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. Brother Phil. Topic today. What is Satan's Little Season? This is an introductory one. Yes. First episode. We're just starting out. You know, I want to introduce you who we are. I'm Brother Phil. I'm here hosting with my beautiful wife of 28 years. Going on 29. Going on 29 years. We have eight children. Would have had more, but you know things don't always work out the way you want. We just we're excited about all the stuff we've learned about yes. end times. Right. And we're excited. We love the Lord, and we want to share what He has showed us in Scripture. With anyone who wants to know him better, and if you're a seeker, you found the right place to listen to. When were you baptized? Uh, I don't even remember how old I was. Probably teenager sometime. Okay. You know, we've been believers for most of our lives. You know, I was raised in the church all my life. Okay, so we were both... I, I came to the Lord around seven years of age, and then I was baptized at nine. Give or take about 40-some years. <laughs> Because um, that's about, we probably have both been in the church at least 45 years. I minister at a small church here. I, and I'm just, I'm just letting you guys in on all the research that I've been doing about end times. And like I say, I really wasn't really big into end times through most of my ministry here. Because most of it, I, I'm like you, a lot of it didn't make sense. It really wasn't clicking right. Things didn't add up. And so when things don't add up in my mind, I just like, I avoid it. I'm like, nah, this is not working right. And that's why I really couldn't get into teaching that much on, you know, eschatology or end times because it just really made no sense. Well, one thing you had going for you is that you have a passion for the word of God and you know, the word of God is true. So that was your anchor. It's the truth. You love God, you serve him. So you were trusting that his spirit would guide you to the truth in his word. That's really what this whole show is, is the, the truth of God's word coming out into the light. Because I think forces have kept this truth covered. And I hate to say it, but I don't think I ever remember ever hearing any of these things that we're about to share in the church or churches that I attended when I was a kid and in, in college. I really think this truth is needed for right now. And if you are here, it's because God wants you to hear it. I've always been trying to find the truth of things and you know when I was exposed to the idea that you know hey maybe a lot of these events that we're looking thinking that are right around the corner most churches are fixated on see that's what I've discovered is that most of the problem that we have is we're we're, going to talk about Satan's little season here because that's really what the topic of the show is but most people I was growing up I was never even exposed 
to the idea that there even was a Satan's Little Caesar. I didn't even know what it was. Honestly, I'd grown up in the church all my life. I've been taught about a lot of teachings, about, but it's always about the focus is always on the return of Christ. Right. It's never on anything else. I mean, yeah, every once in a while you'll hear today on, oh, the mark of the beast will show up because that's kind of the big right. topic now, right. you know, with, oh, it's a chip or whatever in your head or forehead or hand or whatever, or it'll be like the Antichrist. That's another mm -hmm. big one that always comes up. It's always these things that, okay, but everything else about, what's teaching about eschatology or end times, it seems like it this gets avoided or never discussed. Well, the only other thing would be the rapture. I think oh, people yeah. are so yeah, focused rapture. on that because I think people are thinking if the you-know-what hits the fan, <laughs> I don't want to be here when it happens. And they're hoping that they'll get beamed up like Scotty and the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, like spiritually vacuumed up, you know? <laughs> God has some kind of a cosmic vacuum up there. You know? You know. <laughs> Well, I know that it would be nice to avoid having to go through any persecution or hardships or severe attack on the church. But as believers, we know that we were told through the scriptures that we will be persecuted for righteousness sake if we belong to God. That's what is going to happen in any of our lifetimes. We've got to trust that God has a plan and a way out. I, I, it was just maybe a few years ago that I was introduced to this idea that, well, there's this time after the millennial reign. <laughs> See, that's why I'm saying you don't even learn about in the churches even about the millennial reign of Christ. Right. Oh, yeah, it'll sometimes get brought up. But you that's even, a futuristic event. Yeah, They're yeah. Not thinking it's a passive. Event. Most churches, this is something that's going to happen well into our. You know, it's, it's a future. Mm -hmm. Of course, thousand years it'll take to get through that. We just want to get through the return of Christ. Most people, <laughs> and, and and now I realize, well, well, what what if we're beyond the return of Christ? Maybe what right. if Christ already returned as. It very clearly states, and I have we have a show coming describing this idea that G, that Christ has already returned, right. as he stated he was in the first century, right. and it wasn't like this. Oh, I, sometime in the future, thousands of years later, I might return someday. This this is not really. It seemed, the scripture seemed to indicate no. It was he was going to return within that generation, within that lifetime, and, and that's what I believe now. And then it's, I started to think, okay, now. Okay, the millennial reign of Christ happens after that. Okay, and then after the millennial reign of Christ, you have this Satan's little season. Well, wait, wait a minute. Then I start scratching my head like, well, wait a minute. So Satan gets released. Okay, well, let's go ahead and read that scripture right. here in Revelation chapter 20 that discusses this idea of Satan's little season. Because this kind of throws you off because a lot of us, we think, oh, when Christ returns, then everything will be perfect. It's almost like, Christ is going to usher in a utopia. Right. But then I'm like thinking to myself, looking at Revelation, well, what about all these people after the millennial reign of Christ that go and start attacking the camp of the saints and there's a huge horde described in the Bible? I'm like going, wait a minute now. Where are all these people coming from? If this was such a great time period and everyone was obedient to Christ this whole time and everything was perfect... How did all these people show up, and how did Satan? How is Satan able to deceive all these people into going up against the camp of the saints and the holy ones? And he was locked up this whole time. Well, he was locked up for the thousand years, mm -hmm. and he, he got out. He was released, and we'll go ahead and read. We'll go ahead and read Revelation chapter twenty that talks about Satan's little season here, right. because this is why I, I got me thinking on the same line of like, okay, wait a minute now. There's this 
time after the millennial reign that is where the nations are getting deceived. Well, that kind of sounds sound similar to what's going on now. Right. That right now we live in a day and age of enormous deception going on in the world today. I mean, pretty much everything that you, that you're, you learn about, including in the church, is mostly half-truths and lies now. So it's like you have to just really be discerning and have a discerning spirit and heart in order to get just filter through all the garbage. This is kind of what it, we're getting information overload at this point. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and read Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. And we'll go and read those three verses. Go ahead and read one at a time, and then we'll discuss this. And I saw an angel coming down from out of the heaven, having the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. Okay, so now we have an angel coming down out of heaven that's going to getting ready to with a chain, getting ready to bind Satan in the abyss. Now, interestingly enough, you find out that the abyss first shows up in the very first chapter of the Bible. Wow. That's Genesis chapter 1, verse the second verse of the Bible talks about the abyss. So it's definitely a place on this earth right here that Satan there got bound for the thousand years. Now, I haven't really talked too much about this, but this is kind of an interesting topic. And and if I, maybe I'll do a show one time to, talking about the abyss and all the, all the places it talks about what it is. But the abyss is actually what God used to create the flood on the earth during the time of Noah. He actually, the, the waters from the abyss came up and right. basically flooded the earth, essentially. Right. That's what happened, okay? So this angel came down, and, and, and like Hades... And we're going to have a show coming up, you know, in the future here on Hades. There's not only a keys to Hades, but there's also keys to this abyss, apparently. Because mm. that's what you learn here, that he had the keys to the abyss. And, of course, he was going to get ready to cast Satan into the abyss. Mm. Now, some translations actually translate that. The bottomless pit, but I don't like that term bottomless pit because that's, it isn't bottomless. You know, bottomless means it has no bottom. It, it, right. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, it's, it's, it's called the abyss. It's the great, called, also called the great deep in some translations, but it's basically water down there, essentially. Mm. But this is where Satan was bound for the thousand years. Okay, so go ahead and read verse two there. And he sees the dragon, the ancient serpent, who is the devil, and Satan. The one misleading the entire inhabitable world. And he bound him a thousand years. Okay, so a thousand years, Satan, of course, gets bound. This is where the, the millennial reign of Christ starts, really, mm. with, the, with the saints and everybody else. And, of course, the first resurrection. That's another thing no one talks about. The first resurrection. We even have a show coming on the first resurrected folks. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're never taught about the resurrection in most churches today. It's all about going to heaven. We can't wait to party down up there. Right. And it's like, what I'm trying to explain to you is a lot of these things that we're taught in our churches aren't accurate, aren't right. biblical. And what we're trying to do is get people back to a biblical worldview, especially about end times, because I think people have gotten so confused about what actually the Bible does teach. Right. And it, it really throws people off because here you have Satan coming Bound for the thousand years, and what what do you ha what is what what happens? He's got four names. Of course, he's the one in, in the Garden of Eden mm -hmm. that shows up as the serpent mm -hmm. and the dragon. Dragon and serpent, believe it or not, are the same exact right. are synonyms of each right. other. The word dragon in the Bible, it's, see, this is where even 
the, the, the world and, and the stuff that you see here in Hollywood. You know, dragons are some enormous beast, fire-breathing dragons and all. You know, we've all seen the movies, you mm -hmm. know. We've all seen Game of Thrones or whatever, where, you know, you have all these things going on, right? Well, that's not the way biblical dragons were. They were just another word for a snake. You know, Satan's described as a snake or a serpent mm -hmm. or a dragon. Dragon and, and serpent and snake, they all really mean the same thing. That's basically, they're all synonyms of right. each other. Okay, so go ahead and read the next verse there. And he cast him into the abyss and locked and set a seal upon him, that he should not mislead the nations any more until the thousand years be fulfilled. And after these things, it is necessary to lose him a little season. Okay, so that's where we get the idea of Satan's little season here, is that Satan was going to be bound for the thousand years, and then after the thousand years is up, he is going to be unlock him from that abyss down there, wherever he was locked up. That's why I'm saying there's different realms that God's created. That <laughs> See, this is another thing that's never taught in churches, really. I, and maybe I should do a show on this idea of the realms that God's created. Right. Because this is another realm that we really don't know anything about, this realm of the abyss that Satan was was basically imprisoned in. And maybe that's God's prison down there. I don't know. You know how they have, you know, um, dungeons in most of these castles and stuff like that. <laughs> well, maybe that's God's version of a dungeon. I don't know. God has these different realms he's created right. for different things. And this is part of the show. I'm going to explain that the Bible teaches that God creates realms. You know, he has a pl in heaven, he has a realm up yeah. there where him and the angels and Christ came from all that, that, that realm up there. And he created earth as another realm. And then he's got Hades as another realm. He's got Tartarus as another realm. He's got, he's got all these realms. And a lot of people aren't, don't ever know, understand or under, or study about these different realms because the church never teaches any of this stuff. Right. The church has been completely captured, unfortunately. Yeah. What I'm trying to get people to do is wake up and realize that, no, the Bible teaches that there's different things that happen in end times. And we just have to just realize this is talked about. Satan has been deceiving all of us. The satanic forces of this world has been, this is what's been going on. I'm going to ask you, why do you think that Satan's little season, this topic here is not really taught in churches today? Because I've growing up, I never once heard about it. Why do you think it's never taught? Well, I think if the enemy is in the church, and I think the enemy has been in the church for probably even longer than you and I have been alive, okay, I don't believe the enemy wants people to know <coughs> that he or that there are demonic forces at work. Even though we mm -hmm. can see them working in our, maybe not when we were younger. I, I don't think we saw it as directly as we do now because we've been around the block a few times, if the church really knew that we were in a season of warfare, which the Bible says spiritual warfare yep. is the powers of unseen, if, if we actually understood that's what we're fighting, then maybe we wouldn't be so easily naive into believing all this other stuff in society. That it's just, it's baiting us. See, I think the enemy is so wise and smart. They've been playing these games for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, they got thousands of years of experience exactly. that we don't have. Yeah, And, and I, I think they know the truth. We can understand the truth as long as we remain in the Word. As long as we remain reading and seeking God's Word and His truth and praying and fasting and all these other things that we could be doing to have his spirit strengthened in us, then we can see his truth. You were like a dog with a bone. You would receive a truth, and you just could not 
it, it, it wasn't completely making sense because you did not see all the pieces. And I think when mm-hmm. you're in the church, as long as we are, you understand there's pieces that don't make sense, but maybe we didn't realize they were backwards or upside down when we start to try to put the pieces together. But God and his intuition through his spirit can help us as long as we're seeking him can make those pieces visible to put them in the right order and the right places. And I think the enemy doesn't want people to know for one, that there's a season in which they run rampant in the deception. I think it behooves every believer to listen and seek the truth. The truth is out there. And it's important to be seeking it because it's not going to just fall in your lap. God wants every believer to know these truths and what his word teaches. And if you're like me and a lot of people, they want to know the truth, but sometimes it's harder to understand it. Well, we, we help you understand these scriptures and help you to see this. And none of the thing is really just our opinion. It's We base it on the scriptures. We talk about these verses. And I, for one, have a lot of peace because of knowing this truth about this season that we're in because then i know it's the same enemy jesus fought it may not be the exact same enemy because they're all the same sort of they're team all, they're all satanic forces i mean there's a third of the angels fell right. and we well actually one of the shows that we're gonna do are gonna talk a little bit about that the point is is like when i got exposed to the idea mm-hmm. that after the millennial reign of christ Satan was going to go around and deceive the nations. I just looked around at my world today and thought to myself, well, hold on a second now. (laughs) You know, it didn't take me very long to figure this out. Like, well, wait a minute now. That's kind of what's happening in our world today, which means that, wait a minute, the return of Christ happened and then the thousand year reign of Christ happened. And then you got Satan going around deceiving everyone. Wait a minute now. Where did all these deceived people come from? You know, and that got me thinking a, a moment like, well, maybe... You know, we could be those deceived people. And at the time, that's what I thought. We Maybe, yeah, maybe we are all those deceived people living in this world today. We have to, it's our job to come out of that deception. Right. So this is, it just got me thinking in a way like, okay, well, wait a minute now. This is starting to make a lot more sense now than, oh, we're all deceived in the world today, but we're still waiting for the return of Christ. When, the, before the return of Christ, if you read the Bible really carefully, the description isn't a deception scenario, even though there is a little bit of that going on. It's more of a persecution type exactly. of scenario. The, the, the scenario that is described before Christ's return is not deception so much as intense, massive persecution on the church. Hardships galore. Yeah, hardships of the church. Now, you might think that's happening to the church now, but really, we don't have that much persecution worldwide on the church, let's face it. The church it. has gotten fat and lazy. I no mean, offense. yeah, the, the, what's going on in the church right now is I think the satanic forces of this world have figured out, it's like, no, no, if we just keep everyone just fat, lazy, not really learning anything re- real that's in our Bibles, we've got a, a, a guy's nice racket going here. And this is how they're deceiving everyone is he's got this idea that is like, no, we're not going to put persecution on a church. I'm just creating a bunch of zealots. No, we're not going to do that. We don't want a bunch of zealots because that's what persecution does. Every time you start persecuting the church, what happens is the cream of the crop rises to the top and all you have is a bunch of zealots left. And the last thing that these satanic forces want is a bunch of zealots. Now, they need a bunch of watered-down Christians is what they want. 
Sedated believers. Right. And that's what's going on in the church right now. The church is so watered down spiritually that it can't even hardly do anything. I mean, it, people are sick of the church. It has a bunch of problems. Why are they having all these spiritual problems when the church should be the healthiest people on earth? Right. Physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way. No, we have the same problems that the world does because the church is so watered down. Even, especially... Well, one of the things that we've got problems with is even divorce is even higher in the church than outside the church. So sad. So that is a, that is a little evidence of what is going on in churches. And it's not just, I mean, I, I get things happen in people's lives, but God's word is true. If we can agree, everything in the word of God is true. I had a preacher years ago that said, there's nothing in this book that isn't true and is not applicable to this very day and age. And I believe that to be true. I believe... That God's word is just as on fire and alive as it was when it was written. Well, we have to just recognize where we're at. And this is part of the problem that we have is that we've been, I think we've been lied to about where we're at on the timeline. Where we think that we're, oh, you know, the, the return of Christ is right around the corner. Any time <laughs> Christ could return at any moment. I think we have to wait. And of course, we, we've been hearing this same message. Yes. The world has. <laughs> How long now? How many generations? How many hundreds, quote, a couple thousand years now we've been hearing Christ is going to return at any moment scenario? What if that already happened and we're beyond that now? This is what got me thinking. It's like, okay, now I had to start my uh, start my research up. Because I had to go, okay, let me look, because this is all making more sense now, that maybe we're beyond a lot of these, quote, things that we think are right around the corner. Well, and here's the kicker. Deception and evil is in the church. And they're orchestrating these, you know, people to not know the truth. Then if you say, oh, he's coming back, he's coming back for how many years they've been perpetrating that lie. And then he doesn't come back. And he hasn't come back. And everyone's believing he's going to come back. It's as if people are, they're going to be disenfranchised with God and think that he's a liar. <laughs> that, oh, we're waiting for Jesus to come back and he hasn't returned. You know, as if his word is not the truth. That's a perfect way that satanic forces can use and try to get everyone to just give up Christianity. Exactly. Give up the church. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? The church, they told you this, and that never happened. See, what we're saying, no, it all did happen. But what, what, what the time we're living in right now, we've been lied to about when we're living right now. And we've been told, oh, no, we're the Christ hasn't returned yet, and we're living way beyond we're living way back in the timeline when actually we're way further along in the timeline. I think we're mostly done with the timeline, actually. And what I've discovered in my research has literally shocked my world. Yes. And that's what the, you want to listen to this show. Trust me on this. I will go over, and I've got lots of shows. Mm. I'm going to go over what I've discovered. And trust me, I have powerful... See, one thing that Satan has done, and one of the mistakes that the satanic forces have done, <laughs> is... You know, they've got everybody addicted to all this technology now. Well, know? and medications. And, and medications and all these other things. But what we've now I've done is I've taken the technology that the satanic forces have used to try to, like, make everybody as vices for everybody. And I've used that to God's glory. And that's what, yes. it, it, there's always a double-edged sword to all this stuff. Right. Yeah, like the internet right now, it, this show wouldn't be possible without the internet. But the thing about it is... I'm using this internet to get the message of the word of God out to literally every nation on earth right. that has internet access, which is every single nation. So in other words, I'm getting the word out 
here in the show. I had no desire to do a radio show. I didn't even when I started doing the show, I didn't even know anything about doing doing a podcast. I really didn't know anything. I was like, uh, "How do you do what? I don't know anything." And so, you know, I had to learn from scratch. Well, he called you and he equipped you. That's all I can say. And I just had to just, okay, what do I need to do? And so I just figured it out. I just, you know, I got on YouTube. Well, how do you do a radio? How do you do one of these podcasts? I don't know anything about. It. So I started to read and look at tutorials of people doing certain things. And so I had to figure all of it out. And that's how I got. But I had no desire in my heart to do this show. But then God had wait, woke me up when, of course, they had the whole COVID nonsense show up. Yeah. And I realized. Man, you know, because back then I was like, okay, a bunch of people are deceived. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I didn't really, I had I, I, I had to repent because I had this bad idea, like kind of a self-centered attitude. Like, you know, hey, they're deceived. I don't have to be deceived. But then all of a sudden, once that happened, I'm like, I realized how deceived these the, the sheep were. And I'm like, okay, I have to do something. I have to get the message out here. I have to wake people up to all this deception going on. Because people didn't even know anything about disease. I'm trying to tell you even diseases, they lie about that too. Somebody cannot cough on you and kill, and kill you. That's what we were be being told back then. Right. 2020. I mean, I'm like, this is insane. A cough will not kill you, folks. This is what we've been told by the satanic forces. That's just telling you God's nature is toxic. Right. That's ridiculous. Right. And I, I was so upset and mad, you know, when, when during this time that I was like, God put a fire in my spirit. I was like, okay, I have to do something. I got to get, go, get do something. But I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to do a radio show. I didn't know anything. But I just thought, well, okay, I'll just start doing what I know. And, you know, when I first started, you know, doing the show, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll have like 20 or 30 episodes or whatever I could probably come up with. And after that, you know, once I run out of, you know, topics, I'll just stop doing the show. Of course, you know, I, you know, if you look, we've got way more than that now. Right. It's like, yeah, it's it, it really worked. And, of course, I'm learning and I'm getting more and more evidence as, as I'm going along. But, like I say, I didn't know anything about a radio. I had no desire in my heart to do this radio show. You know, I don't even care about money. You know, right. I, I don't even care about... All I want to do is get the message of God's word out there. I want this show to be a free gift to the world. Yes. And I want you just to, like, Bible tracts in the old days. You know, I remember, you know, people would be on the side, oh, give, handing out Bible. Well, nowadays, people don't hand out Bible tracts anymore. But, hey, people will listen to a podcast, right. listen to a show, right. and listen to something entertaining. That's what we're trying to do here, okay? I'm just trying to entertain you and try to tell you, listen, you follow along on this show. And I will, sh literally, I will take you from what you believe now. And I will slowly, it, it, it's like, a, it, it's like there's so many things that I've discovered yes. are these false teachings, not only in the church, but in the world. And we've bought into all these lies that I've got to turn this big ship around and because people are going in the wrong direction. Exactly. And it's going to take time for, for all that to happen. The satanic forces have been at work all along. Well, think of all the years that you've been programmed. I don't know how old the average person might be listening, but if you're a little wiser in your years and you're between 40 and 50 or over 50, you've been around a while. And hopefully you are aware of some of these things we've been talking about. But if you have not heard of a lot of this, don't be alarmed because it's kind of new to a lot of us. We may have heard of some of these things, but researching the Word of God, it takes time. And we can't just share everything in one episode. It's not going to be, knowledge needs to be absorbed slowly, especially because we've been deceived for so long that it takes time to digest. And you wouldn't look at a big Thanksgiving meal plate 
and eat it all up in one minute. No, you would take time slowly eating and going all around the plate, getting a little taste of everything. Well, every episode we're doing is giving you new tastes of God's Word and new tastes of the truth that's in God's Word. And it's going to take time because some of those truths might hit a nerve and they might be hard for you to swallow. But trust us when we say you're not alone. We have gone through this and God loves you and he wants you to know the truth. So stay on board because this ship is turning and God is at the helm. I remember when I started doing all this. I mean, I've still, when I started doing the show and the stuff I started researching out, because now we have, we in the 21st century now, we have powerful tools now that we can use to, to actually start getting the truth out. And I was like, literally, I was I was shocking myself what I was <laughs> learning. And I really, uh, I, folks, what I do is I strictly use the Bible. Yes. I do not trust history. I do not trust any outside, outside sources, archaeology and all these other stuff, because all that, you know, we know how the satanic forces have done these, these things. They take all these things and they can manipulate that data any way they want. So what I've done is I go, no, God, he, he's a wise God. He's going to know that the mm. satanic forces are going to try to twist our history books. They're going to try to twist archaeology. They're going to try to twist science. They're gonna, he's going to try... So what we need to do is just, okay, let's just focus on, God is going to reveal, my belief is God revealed everything in his word. Yes. And I think if you just focus and you get an accurate Bible, and you just use the Bible to compare to itself, God is going to give you everything. He's not going to rely upon the satanic forces of this earth that you to get to, to get to the truth. My belief is that everything is in God's word that we need to know about how to survive the 21st century that we're living in right now. And what we have to do is we have to just look at the Bible, compare it to itself, do some word studies, understanding what these words mean, and all of a sudden I became shocked by what I was learning, and I was doing nothing but comparing the Bible to the Bible in different places, and all of a sudden I was discovering all these things that I was like, I had no idea. I mean, my belief has literally changed. Mm-hmm. Since I started doing the research on this show, literally. Yeah. And then there's things, there's topics that I brought up that I didn't even know the answers to. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to let the word of God tell me the answers to these things. And believe it or not, if you do that, and you just let the word of God just tell you what, what it says, and you don't put in any of your biases or whatever, you will come to something that they'll, you'll get shocked, literally. And that's what happened to me. I just decided, okay, I don't know all these things, so I'll let the Bible decide for itself. And this is the, my philosophy of this show, is I'm, I just use the Bible to compare it to the Bible, the Old and New Testaments. Mm-hmm. I compare them both. I do word studies of both the Old and New Testament words. I discover what these words mean. And half the time, the problems that we're having is that we don't, we think we know what words mean, but we don't know what they mean on the biblical level. Right. And so this is one thing I discovered. I discovered that, okay, the Bible says this word, and we think we know what that word means. But then I discovered on further research, no, that's not what that word means. Translators have their biases, mm-hmm. and one of the problems that I'm running across is the translator biases have gotten in the way of the truth. Well, you know, that corruption has gotten into the church and it's gotten into all other things and aspects of our history and everything. Because that's how evil works. It's it, Whatever it touches, it corrupts. But this is the key. The truth in God's word is for any and every believer 
who's seeking it. Now, but if you have been fed, let's say you've been fed a bad diet for most part of your life, which a lot of us have. And I'm not talking like food. I'm talking spiritual food, even yep. historical, just grown up in society that is all basically corrupted. Things that you were taught that you thought were the truth, but they were evil or corrupt and bad for you. But you have it in your hand. You're thinking, oh, this is so truth. This is all truth. And then you're looking down with new eyes, okay? The Spirit has revealed and taken off those scales off your eyes. And you're looking down and you're realizing this is wrong. This is evil. This is corruptive. I don't want this truth. This is not truth. This deception. It's a lie. And you have to let go of that and receive the real truth. And that process takes time. And you have to be mature in your faith to say, okay, I can see it now. And that's really where I was at when we were getting these things revealed. I had to let go of my desire to maybe want to have those things happen in our timeline. I had to let go of the things that we've learned and accept, okay, maybe that wasn't and maybe that isn't for us. I have to realize God has made me for this timeline. Why was I born when I was born and why am I living right now? There's a reason and a purpose for all of this. And if he wants to show us what has already occurred so we can live better for him in this timeline, then so be it. Bring it on, God. I want to learn. Because I think learning the truth is far more valuable than living and believing a lie, which the devil wants us to be okay with the lie. But I'm saying no. I, I'd rather throw your lie out the window and hold on to the truth of God's word. I remember as a child growing up in the church, and the only thing you got back then about end times was this nonsense, and there was, a, there was actually, you know, before there was a Left Behind movies, I'm sure some of us Gen, Gen Xers will remember all these, there were these, there was a Thief in the Night movies. I don't know if you you guys know about these. You can actually you can go to YouTube, I think. They might even have them for free. You can watch them on there. They were, before, I get this, before there was the Left Behind movies that became popular in the, you know, in, in the 21st century, there was the Thief in the Night movies back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, and like the Thief in the Night came out, that was 1972. Literally, they were telling you then, scaring the crap. I remember that that, that, that that movie scared the crap out of you, you know? Because you were like thinking, oh man, I don't want to be left behind by, you know, Jesus, you know, coming and leaving us all behind and stuff like that. Get this, that movie now is over 50 years old now. Yeah. Here they were, oh, Christ is going to come back at any minute, 50 years ago. Yeah, that was the year I was born, okay? But I remember seeing it back in, like, 78. Yeah. And I think it was, it's one of those things that you're like, oh, this is really scary. And it just, it hits you. And even as a kid, but even, you know, adults, I think they were concerned to have kids to, to watch those movies because of the sheer content of the reality that, you know, that, that's what they were saying what could happen. And so they didn't want kids being terrified that, you know, they'd be here one minute and be gone the next. But then again, you've got, there's other ones. And if you watch any of these, there it follows some of these uh, couple gals that go through these movies. That movie was so popular back in 1972, okay, okay. that they actually had three sequels that came out after right. that one. Okay, then that one, it's Distant Thunder came out after that, then Image of the Beast, and then the last was The Prodigal Planet. That came out in, like, 1982. So, within a 10-year period, they came out with these four movies. I think it was A Distant Thunder, because I remember watching them again with someone yeah. back in the late 80s, early 90s. And we watched it, and it was kind of sad, because 
in one of these, it was a woman who was kind of on the fence whether or not she was a believer. And it was when they were beheading yeah. the people in these movies. And she wanted to renege her confession for the Lord, but then an earthquake happened and the guillotine came down and she lost her head. It yeah. was like God wanted her to be on his side and not on the other side. But Believe it or not, those movies are a little bit more actually biblically accurate than the Left Behind series that came out in the year mm -hmm. 2000. That was, you know, when the Kurt Cam Cameron comes out with a 2000 Left Behind movie. Of course, they've had, what, like five or six movies right. after that. And the last one was just this year. Reboots. Yeah, the, the, the last one, The Rise of the Antichrist, just came out in 2023 this year. Okay, they just keep cranking these things out. Of course, now it's, oh, we got to be scared of the Antichrist now. And it's like, okay, you know, it's again, Hollywood pumping their fear tactics... Literally since 1972. <laughs> Hollywood doing their job since 1972, promoting this nonsense of, oh, we got to wait for Christ's return at any moment. And, you know, that was 50 plus years ago now. Right. Okay. I mean, it's like, okay, how long do we wait around? Do we realize, no, maybe that event already happened, like Jesus already said, and we're beyond the even the millennial reign of Christ. And guess what? After that, Satan's little season is right after that. And... Upon my further biblical research, I now believe we're actually beyond Satan's little season, at least the biblical Satan's little season. And this shocked me, it literally rocked my core, that we may be beyond all these biblical events that people are just waiting right around the corner for. I have the biblical evidence to back it up to. I mean, you, I, and I'm just using the Bible. All I do is use the evidences that are shown in my Bible. And I show you, it's like, okay, what does the Bible say about this thing? Well, that looks like that's a past event now. Because you look at what's going on there. Okay. And all I did was do that. And that's why I believe that we're living in beyond the biblical Satan's little season. And now we're living in a new Satan's little season now because Satan just means opposer right. or adversary. And right now, if you look around in the world today, yeah, guess who's running this world? It's the adversary yes. of Christ. That's, that's who it is. See, actually, Christ first called the devil Satan. I don't right. know. A lot of people don't realize that. He first called Satan by Jesus Christ. When he was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. He was days. his opposer because he was the rightful heir to the throne. Right. Because, see, Christ was rightful king of king and lord of lords. And Satan was opposing his rightful claim to be king of kings and lord of lords. So that's why Jesus called him, get behind me, Satan. And that is the whole meaning to the whole, the whole battle that happened in heaven with the angels. Because they wanted God's throne. Satan wanted God's throne. So then he was cast out here. And again, he fought Jesus in the desert because he wanted he wants the throne and he wants he wanted jesus to succumb to him and on that temptation but he didn't because he had a mission and i love this he had a mission from god <laughs> well let me explain to you what happened there was a war in heaven this is before the fall of man angels rebelled a third of the angels then were were lost and were cast out of heaven and god banished them to earth Right. Okay, now that now they became our problem now. And then, of course, <laughs> Satan then tempts Adam and Eve. And, of course, they fell into the temptation. And, of course, that became a problem. Of course, God had a solution. He wasn't just going to let Satan just take over forever, this place. Because now he goes, oh, I'm going to have to send my son down there to clean up, the, uh, do a cleanup effort on that place I sent the devil to. to well, he here. had to come down here yeah. and give us hope, give us another, I guess, choice to be on whose team we want to be on. Team Devil. Or Satan and Team Jesus. God wasn't going to leave us out in the lurches. No. After he, he sends all these, a third of his wicked angels down to earth. 
And then, you know, now they become our problem now. No, no, he's going to give us help. And he brought Christ down here to help us out. And that's what he's doing ever since. That's why Christ is still reigning now. Okay, he came down here and he's been reigning as King of Kings and Lord of Lords ever since. But right now, we're living in a day and age, I think, beyond the biblical Satan's little season. But but Christ is still reigning now of what's really going on. Because a lot of people don't understand what's really going on with the timeline, how it all works. And once I discovered... Some spiritual things, it literally rocked my world and it changed my view of end times and God ever since. And now I'm more belief than ever that God has a perfect plan for us. Yes. And guess what? We, he has a, he has a reward waiting for us when we endure the hardships of this life. See, what he's done is he created this world as a proving ground. Right. This world is a proving ground, and the reason why we're living right now in a satanic age is so we, we, we can prove ourselves to be worthy to be a child of God. He wants people, God wants people who are willing to say no to sin, say no to wickedness, and just start to say, you know what, I'm going to live spiritual and godly lives all my life. And I that's the kind of lifestyle I want to live. As a result, we're going to, after we endure to the end of this life, we are going to get rewarded in the next life. And that's what God God's plan for all of us. I just want to let everybody know God has a special plan and purpose for us. Yeah, the satanic forces are at work. We understand all that. But we're not going to let them win. We're not going to let them defeat us. Because we're living in a satanic age right now. A very dark, deceptive age. Even though I believe right now that we're beyond the, the Satan's little season that's actually in our Bibles in Revelation chapter 20, I think we're actually beyond the great right throne judgment now. This shocked me when I did the research and discovered this. But I think I know what happened, and I have the biblical proof to back it up. If you'll just listen to the show in order, I will go over the biblical evidence that I've discovered. And it literally rocked my world when I discovered well, this. Well, see, that's a truth that maybe not a lot of people are ready to let go of. You read your Bible and you think, oh, I, I want to... That's got to be for us, or this has to be for us. And so often when you get exposed to the real truth, it takes time to, you can you can process it and accept it right away, or it might take time to let, let it go. And so it's one of those things that as you sit and pray and think about and ponder the Word of God and what he, you're learning from it, your understanding of His truths more aware, more clear. And so that's one thing that might be hard to understand. It might be hard to grasp. Okay, so that might already be gone, might already be past our timeline. That's okay. And being okay with the truths of God's word is really showing our faith in him. And I think he wants to disclose to us the lies that we've been fed and replace those with his truth. And I tell you right now, folks, all of this truth that we've been learning, I have had a greater amount of peace because I have trusted into the Word of God and not just what I was taught or made to believe because some preacher told me this is the way it is. No, I think it's it behooves every believer to read it for themselves and to come to that conclusion on what God's Word actually says. And, I, and we're not trying to put any other information out there but what is in our Bibles because we love God and we love every believer that God has put in our path and we want to give you encouragement and support to live for God. Every single day, this is 
the most dangerous show on earth. And the reason why I say that is because what we're exposing is stuff that the satanic forces of this world never want us to expose. We're living in a very dark, deceptive age right now. An age where we don't understand everything that's going on right now because because we've been lied to so much. And that's yeah. the problem that we've had is we've been lied to so much. But we need to stand firm in our faith. Yes. The faith in the Lord. Just rely upon God's word. Everything that we have. And this is what all I do. All I use, all my biblical research is done by using the Bible. And I use an accurate Bible, the most accurate Bible I could find. And I use that to compare to itself. I use modern day tools and I'm discovering a massive stuff. And that's what this show is really all about because we're doing everything in love, not only because it's biblical, but because it's the only thing that makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Low Season production.